Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. Welcome to another show and I'm really excited today because I have got a friend and business contact of mine who's finally, finally got on the system with me to actually record a wonderful conversation. Where this will go is anybody's guess because when her and I get together, it can be chaos. But it is Caroline Andrew Johnston, the rebel herself, unconventional networking coach and public speaker, or as I like to call her, Kinky Boots herself. Caroline, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Tracy. And as you say, I'm a little bit scared because you and I have done so many things together and we've also got into trouble together as well. So should I need my best behaviour on for this? Nah, we don't do best behaviour on this show. And it's quite funny because as we were setting everything up, my usual recording kit decided not to work. So we're just using Zoom audio. But hey, you know what? Us girls can handle any chaos whenever it happens. I'll create it as well. I know. So, I mean, I've known you, what, about six or seven years, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a long time. I know. All through networking, guys. So, like I always keep reminding you, if you're in business or you want to start a business, you need to get out there networking. Uh, It can be scary to begin with, but I know during today's show, Caroline's going to actually unmask some of the things not to be scared of. Um, But, yeah, we've done some crazy stuff, including me ending up in front of a microphone with a bat singing how that happened I do not know but it did so Caroline I mean I I know I've known you seven years but I know there's a great big life before that so tell us how things started for you after school goodness gracious me I was supposed to like many people were go off and uh, go to university I was quite bright at school I was quite a good student uh, and I had my stepdad was very very firm with me and he taught me very early on in life that you had to work really really hard to get the stuff that you wanted and it was all about the stuff for me however then in round about 1980 to 1982 there was this thing called the minor strike so what happened I had to leave school Instead of going off to Newcastle University, I got a job. I got a job at the age of 16, nearly 17, uh, on the first ever youth training scheme, YTS. And £27.50, Tracy, can you remember? You can probably remember the same as I can. I I remember the minor strike, the chaos, and yeah. £7.50, and I kept a tenner of that, and I gave my parents £17.50. Now, that tenor, I went out every single night apart from Sunday because I had to go to work and I was always prepared. I remember going and doing 10 pence a pint. I mean, crikey, can you imagine me drinking pints? Not a chance anymore. But I always made the money uh, the money work. From the youth training scheme, I, uh, I went to work for a group of, of really, really top-notch directors. And I kind of looked at them and thought, Mm, I want me a bit of some of that. They had flash cars, they had the flash suits. And it's weird, within like a couple of years, I was running the office. So by the age of 18, 19, I was running the office. And uh, I, I learned everything, I think, from them, so much from them. The managing director, there were two of them, both called John. There was a production director who taught me everything not to do. And there was a sales director called Steve, who I just aspired to be. And it's so weird when I... When I decided that I wanted to make more money so that I could have the nice cars and the nice suits, I went into sales. 
And they tried to stop me. And they said, no, you need to do one of these personality, psychosometric, whatever they are, Tracy, what are they called? Psychometric testing. I I knew. Well, I did one of those. And do you know what it said? You need to be a sales director. So they lost me. (laughs) They lost me straight away. And isn't it weird? I actually went into sales, uh, went into sales and very quickly ended up taking over that company. And within a few years, I'd amalgamated with another company. And I kind of stayed in the same role for a very, very, very long time. And I was working alongside uh, a great guy, Jeff, who I was his sales director. He was the MD. And I was in uh, print stationery, stationery and print. And uh, all this time, you know, having a couple of failed marriages and being really crap at relationships. And I was always driven, Tracy, by the money. I always followed the money. So I stayed in that career as long as I could. And I had a great life. However, I was miserable as shit. And then I got this phone call. We want to offer you business development directorship in London, working for an international stationer. And I was like, I don't even need to know how much it was. <laughs> Where do I sign? Yeah, and give me the job. <laughs> give me the job. And so I had the Porsche. I was wearing the Libertons. I was dodging a banner from head to toe, which for those of you who know me now is so not me. And on 80 grand a year basic, so many years ago, like 20 odd years ago, it's bonkers. And I was always, always sales. And then something really weird happened, Tracy, something very, very strange, something that I didn't expect. I met the most imperfect man that I've ever known. And I'm still married to him to this day. So I decided to leave an 85 grand a year basic salary and a Porsche to take a 50% pay cut and come and work in Leeds like any sensible woman. Yeah, would. yeah, let's leave, let's, <laughs> let's leave London. Yeah. <laughs> and all the trimmings that we got with the job and we'll go up to Leeds for a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I actually went to work for 24 male, male chauvinist pigs and me. And, but, and again, I was really, really good. But what I'd left behind me was uh, I was involved in the first ever online print ordering system. Yes, guys, I'm sorry, that was me. So I was involved in that many, many, many years ago. So I brought all this massive, big city uh, knowledge to a small business in Leeds. And then something happened uh, for those. I mean, a, a lot of people, I mean, you've you've known my career for quite a long time. Yeah. I, uh, I was in printing and all of a sudden the age of the digital era kind of smacked everyone in the face. So my million pounds that I brought along to this lovely little business in Leeds suddenly overnight disappeared. I was printing things like council taxes for all of Calderdale and West Yorkshire, uh, the EE phone bills, the British gas phone bills. And all of a sudden it was, we only want to buy paper now. Yeah. And Bit of a blow, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 do you know what, Tracy? It was like a kick in the teeth. And there I was uh, one day and uh, Phil, my boss, said to me, uh, Cocker, we need we need a conversation. I'm thinking, oh shit, what, what's he going to say to me? That is to go networking, and I was like, excuse me, networking, isn't that what isn't that what little businesses and small people do? Networking, <laughs> honestly, and and I hate myself for it now, Tracy, but and I tried a few, and then I found one uh, nearly 13 years ago, and I remember walking through the door and thinking, they're all mad. They're all cuddling each other. They're all eating food and there are people wearing jeans. Where am I? What am I doing? But what I found after being there for a a short amount of time was these people were genuine. These people actually had a 
a vested interest in helping each other succeed. And I've never experienced anything like that, not even in the company that I was working for. So very soon I became a leader of a group, an area of a group. And then I met a gentleman called Nick Hill, who you know and love and respect the same as I do. Yeah. And he kind of mentored me because I remember standing up at my first networking meeting and saying the following, I'm Caroline Andrew Johnston and I sell printing and you can get everything from me from a business card to a leaflet and thinking that was shite. And I vowed from that day that I was never going to feel that way again, Tracy. I was never going to feel embarrassed. And I wanted, if I was going to do this networking stuff with little people, I was going to be the best networker that anybody on the planet could ever be. So I, I worked alongside Nick. Nick taught me everything he knew about public speaking about. And then the rest is history, but the rest isn't history. Because I took over a printing company through someone that I met uh, within the network that I was part of. And it went really, really well. I was uh, always, always, always uh, having self-development, personal development, and always having coaching to become a business coach, a life coach, NLP. All that stuff was happening in the background. And I was still doing printing. Uh, and I had a, a business turning over probably half a million. It was it was quite successful. And I'd had a lot of clients throughout the network and some big clients. And then, you know, when the passion goes. Yeah. You know, when the passion goes, uh, it kind of did. And so I was leaving my my own business to be run by people who I thought I could trust. Cracker, you know, with hindsight, it's uh, it's a little bit bonkers. Uh, and I came to into work one day and realized that all these bills hadn't been being paid and it was it was just terrific. And I remember going along, Brad Burton, you know Brad? Yeah, no, Brad well. Yeah, Brad was hosting an event and uh, and I was sitting there thinking, how do I pay the tax man? How do I pay my mortgage? And and all my staff were getting paid and I wasn't getting paid. And it was all these bills were appearing because I'm not going to go into it too much, but I kind of got ripped off. That's all I'm going to say. Don't need to go into it. Don't need to blame anyone. The only person I can blame is myself for not knowing. And I remember sitting in the audience uh, listening to Brad at an event called Now What Live. And all of a sudden on the screen came these important words that I kind of live my life by. Fix it or fuck it off. Yeah. And I'm thinking, fix it. Well, I'm trying to fix it. Or oh, fuck it off. And I thought, well, how do you do that? And I sat and I continued for another six months. And then I had a conversation with a gentleman called Cross Crosley. He's another mindset master. He's a, he's a great guy. And he said, Caroline, have you done everything that you think you could possibly do? Yeah. Is there anything else that you can possibly do? No. We need to relax. And I went back to thinking, fix it. Oh, fuck it off. I tried everything I could. And then, unfortunately, in October 2016, I had to not, not just the, the, the business I... I put into liquidation. I, I, I did continue to keep paying people, but that's another story. But personally, I had to, be, to, to declare myself bankrupt. And it was just horrific. It was just horrific uh, admitting that I'd failed. It was horrific saying to my mum, I'm bankrupt. She said, oh, my God, please don't tell any of my friends. Don't tell anyone. Because it was almost like a failure and actually admitting it. it's the same as when I say to my mum I tell people I have Botox she always says you can't tell people that <laughs> but I'm so honest and authentic you know what I'm an ex-bankruptee and I think that you've got to have gone through the shit to actually know how to clear the shit yeah 
so after that, I just carried on with the brokerage as it was. And I was still running this massive region, you know, because you were one of my teams. You were one yeah. of my amazing, amazing leaders. And we built an amazing region in Yorkshire of 24 groups. And then March 2019 happened. And the business that I was running was ticking over. It paid the mortgage. And all of a sudden it was, OK, that's that's it. It's no more. No one's going to buy any printing. Nobody wants anything. And all I had left was my regional leadership. But the network, and is it okay if I say it was for networking? Yeah, it's fine. The people on the, the, the management team, they also had hit a brick wall. They'd gone from running 5,000 meetings a year, a, a £2 million business, to literally zero overnight. So we all jumped on and we set up every everything online. And I was shit scared. I was petrified. Uh, and... My husband sat me down uh, one day at the kitchen table and he said, enough now, get off your ass and do what you're supposed to do. And that takes me to doing doing now, which I've always done. And the thing is, Tracy, I was doing that for 10 years with my team members, coaching them and helping them for free. Yeah. And and, and that leads me to, as I say, my third year of, of exactly where I am now. So isn't it isn't it interesting though? Because I mean, bankruptcy. Okay, it's it's not necessarily a case that the person who goes bankrupt has failed. You know, at the end of the day, COVID saw lots of people through an environmental circumstances beyond their control having to go through bankruptcy. Yeah. It was always the period, also the period when more businesses started up in the UK than ever before. Absolutely. So bankruptcy is not always what everybody thinks it is. But boy, in Yorkshire and tomorrow, oh. they'd rather hear you say you were a prostitute than a bankruptcy. You know what? Do you know what? <laughs> at least I'd have been earning some money, Tracy. Yeah. You know, at least I would have been earning some money. And, and my mum's a real proper York. I mean, unfortunately, I lost my stepdad, yeah. uh, who was very integral in who I am today, the, the hard work ethics. But he would have been mortified. And I think he would have disowned me because they paid their their, their, their mortgage off. And it's... It's just that old fashionedness of Yorkshire folk, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you don't you don't owe anybody owe and you make sure you, you can do away and you can make sure you can put food on the table and a 50p piece in the meter. Absolutely. And I yeah. I didn't have a I just didn't have a pistol pot in. <laughs> I didn't have anything. Thank goodness my house was in negative equity. Yay! So it worked. So I didn't yeah. lose my home. That's the only thing I didn't lose, but I lost everything else. Yeah, and it's it. But look at the way you've bounced back. And I know other people. Bankruptcy can affect people in many different ways. You know, some people it can pull them further under. Mm. Other people it can be the catalyst that says no, no way. Let's 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 fix it. Yeah, let's fix it, and we'll get through it. And boy, did you get through it! I mean, you know, six years on. Hey, the great news is we're getting to the point where it'll all come off your credit file by now, isn't it? I know. Can you believe that? that? And I'm never, ever. Do you know, Tracy, I haven't had a credit card in six years. And now if I ain't got it, guess what? I don't buy it. Yeah. It's amazing. Help you manage money totally differently. You know, everything in life, whether you see it as a failure or whether you see it as a disruption or, you know, a bit of a downhill slope, everything is something to learn from and, and and this is exactly what I teach my clients now even if it's even if something well do you know what I I kind of never ever ever have felt sorry for myself and I think that is 
so important even when I felt crap even when I felt that I wasn't good enough or I've never ever ever felt sorry for myself I've just thought you know what shake yourself and I think that's Yorkshire grit as well I think that yeah a lot to do with Yorkshire grit Tracy definitely definitely it's quite funny because I was listening to um somebody the other day a, a wonderful person who uh, basically had gone into a business very naively and and funnily enough um I've got an episode around the six things you need to think about before starting a business so that's coming out shortly I think it comes out or it might have come out last week before yours but yeah the thing with this one is they'd gone into that naively and they decided to buy distribution rights or something without any knowledge and more importantly without asking somebody their opinion and basically got involved in paying 150 grand for the right to distribute stuff out in the UK. And the thing is, you know, that's where getting into trouble from that is naivety. Somebody's not purposely gone into trouble. They have been a bit naive, but then there's case in bankruptcy where like yours, Something beyond your control happened, i.e. the world went from physical printing to digital printing. You know, Kodak at one stage, Kodak were like inventors of camera, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Kodak, they did spin their business on its heels. They went into paper. They thought, okay, we're going to fix this. We're not going to fuck off. We're going to fix it. We're going to provide the things people need to print their digital material at home. And they made another business out of it. So, yeah, if you're listening and that's, you know, you're thinking, gosh, what if I go into business and it goes wrong and I end up bankrupt? Don't be naive. Know there's stuff outside of your control. And remember, it's about fixing it or letting go and getting out of there. Letting go is one of the hardest things that I've ever done, but the strength it takes to let go. But guys, I'm going to give give a bit of a plug here for Tracy. If you are listening and you're just not sure, why don't you just ask an expert like her? Just have a word with Tracy. She's done it. She's got the T-shirt. She's literally been there, seen it, done it. And I and she's never failed either. I was going to call you a bitch then, but that just would not be right, would it? No, I used to, what was the one thing I used to can't remember what I used to refer to myself of, but like you, you talk about going through self-development and you know, a lot of us have got underlying, there's like five or six common underlying thoughts the human race has, you know, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve it, all that stuff. So yeah, I used to think of myself as a complete cow, but I know that's not true. You're not, you're one of the most adorable people, <laughs> but I, I, you're just you're just a very hardworking cow. Sorry, a very sensible working, yeah. clever working. I think that's the difference. It's, yeah, it's clever working. I think that you do, isn't it? It's uh, it, it's smart. It's working smart. smart. So a lot of my ladies say to me, "How the heck, you know, how do you how do you juggle everything?" And it's planning it's working smart so okay you got we we had the bankruptcy we had the change in the printing world yep. we had good old covid where the events world went completely tits up for want of a better word and so there you are you know three different models that kibosh businesses and yet here you are absolutely raving head of your game oh, well. you know what did you turn this into? What did Caroline Andrew okay. Johnston do next? So my husband sat me down because uh, I just sat and I, I got my head in my hands with a bottle of 
sorry, a glass. Now I mean a bottle <laughs> of wine. I actually do mean a bottle of wine. It depended what, you know, what was in the fridge. I, uh, and he said to me, right, okay, Caroline, why don't you? He said, you've perfected this way of doing an elevator pitch. You absolutely smash it. You've taught it to everyone you know. You, you've got all these different systems that you know and you teach your teams to do in networking. You're a qualified coach. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah. And imposter syndrome overtook me. And he just said, shut up now, get off your ass and go and do it. And I said, but how? And he sat and he said, give it away. Give 20 sessions away for free. And I said, well, that's not going to benefit me. He said, trust me, give 20 sessions away for free and let's see what happened. I gave away my first 20 sessions, Tracy. It was like, it was like lunacy. It's like this net, networking went insane. Yeah. And from there, uh, I was calling myself the networker tier. I met Al Price. You know Al, don't you? Yeah. Al Price said, why are you calling yourself that shitty name? He's a brand, the brand transformer, brand manager. And it's weird, isn't it? And Christopher, I've always been called a maverick. And I and Christopher, I was, who just said to me, you're just a bloody rebel. You're just so naughty. And Al said to me, you need to call yourself the rebel. And I'm like, well, I'm a rebel. And he said, yeah, but you need to call yourself the rebel. And I said, but it's not very businessy. And he said, neither are you. And I thought, oh, you know what? He said, because it's not about you. It's about how you make other people feel. And you getting out of those people, their real authentic selves, to enable them to be successful in their business. So he, the, the Networking Rebel was launched. Well, the Rebel, you know, also known as the Networking yeah. Rebel, because there are business coaches and then there are people who niche down. So I niched down, really niched down in networking. And then from, from me getting, crikey, so many clients, uh, I had a conversation with Zoe Wadsworth and she said to me, you need to create a community of special networkers. So hence the VIP revolution was born and the VIP revolution, Tracy, honestly, it is, it's a space where my, some of my clients, uh, single seat clients, for example, I've got a, a coach in there, I've got a, a graphic designer in there, I've got a health person in there, I've got 52 people in there who are part of a community. I create two events every month, which are called red carpet events, which enables those uh, VIPs to shine, show off their skills, but at the same time, teach and educate the other VIPs. So there's two self-development, business development sessions every month. There are sales presentations, which I force each VIP into doing because you know what? <laughs> I get the question I get asked, Tracy, oh, we can't go selling at networking. Well, what, where are you going? You don't have to sell when you're there, but when does that happen? So I, I, I educate people in the fact that 20% of networking is turning up. That's it. You yeah. turn up. So I have got a very unique and bespoke system called Following Up Flawlessly, which my clients have access to. And it's gap analysis for networking. It's literally everything from booking onto a meeting to literally following up, whether you want to speak at the event. And all this is readily available to these guys who I affectionately know uh, uh, know and call and love they are the vip revolution so the, the revolution was born and then <laughs> i'm keeping going are we bored yet guys <laughs> no, no no we'll never be bored caroline and all this time uh within within network center within four networking i started speaking i, I started speaking when it, through the 
through the confidence that Nick Hill gave me, who uh, was then in those days called Mr. Presenter. And what happened was I started gaining more and more confidence using the skills he taught me, using the skills that I'd learned from Brad Burton as well. I went on his Be A Better Speaker uh, and I started getting booked for these events. Oh, will you come and speak? I spent, you know, on Zoom. Yeah. And I spoke in front of a property investors conference. You probably, yeah, were you there? I don't, I don't know whether you were there, Tracy. No, I'd already walked away from that company. Ah, back right, yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but there were 700 people on that call. And I can't really, and do you know what? I'm going to say something I shouldn't really say. I don't blame you, Tracy, because I'm still asking them for the recording. <laughs> you know, oh, that doesn't surprise three, me. Three that, years that's, later. Another story. that's another story for another day. Yeah, three years later, I'm still trying to get the recording. So that happened and so many times. And then I was asked to keynote uh, at the first face-to-face business networking event last year. And that co- that launched my speaking career. Uh, I've spoken in, in ladies' prisons. I've spoken, and that's brill. That, but do you know, I've spoken in places that normal people wouldn't normally speak at. Yeah. You know, uh, and because I've kind of got a story, the rise, the fall, the resurrection of the rebel, and it's spot, it kind of it's relatable to everybody. You know, your working class council estate lass, done good, went to work to the big in the big city, and it's. Uh, so the Rebel Speaker Academy was born last year. Check it, and that's got it's the, the best website ever. Thank you very much, James Blakeway. So I uh, I then launched the Speaker Academy in. Are you ready for this? June this year, just gone, and I've already got four Rebel Speakers who are paying a, a lot more than the VIPs do. But we already have one of them who's on radio. We've had her because we've been working with her for a while. We've got her on radio. Uh, we've got Gary, who's just been booked for a gig. Uh, we've got Judy, who's we're, we're coaching for a big gig. And then I've just been asked again to keynote at TBNS again this uh, October. So speaking is my passion now, but networking is what I think I'm probably best at. I think yeah. I'm a, a great networker. And the wonderful thing is, took a couple of years ago, I was asked to join the senior management team of uh, for networking, and that was an, a hugely great achievement for me. So that leads me to where I am here today, and I'm as happy as a pig in shit, Tracy. Well, you, you always have been, even when things have been going shit, you've gone like, let's jump in and be happy about it. You know, like you say, that fix it or fuck off out of it yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely but it's quite interesting it's amazing how similar similar the things are are that we've done i, I oh, went yeah. like dick whittington down to london as well no you did York, yeah. yorkshire girl um but yeah it's quite funny when you were talking about this branding thing around you know having the rebel and oh that don't sound very professional you know one of my businesses is called witch property which is the property for women and it's witch spelled as in wicked witch. Oh my good, that's amazing. Right? So that's the community. And a lot of people, even my own business coach at the time said, You can't call it that. Well, why not? It's memorable. We're gonna put, you know, we've put wonderful graphics with it to even the logo, the, yeah. the W in the logo is actually the old-fashioned rune for the okay. symbol of knowledge. But I was, I was getting, you know, all the women loved it. My own business coach went, don't think I like that name. You know what? Doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's about having something that is memorable that somebody can latch on to. So 
if you're out there thinking of a business, wanting to think of a name, do you keep it professional? I mean, how boring would Academy for Property Women have been? Well, it wouldn't be very you, would it? Wouldn't be me, no. Yeah, it's the same when people stand and and they do their elevator pitch, Tracy, because you did say I was going to share. I might actually, do you want me to give them a couple of tips away? Yeah, give them a couple of tips around networking elevator pitches. Okay, so it just leads on to that with people being afraid to say things so we've got we've got a unique formula i've got a unique formula and it's six steps and they're quite simple the first one is who are you which is your full name so you'll very you'll never hear me say caroline the networking rebel i am caroline andrew johnson because that is my name uh, my husband's very lucky that i actually took his name at <laughs> So it's like Tracy, Tracy Carlton Ward. Yeah. Us double-barreled name. But you'll never hear either one of us say, I am Tracy. No, we are business people. But then it's when people make the mistakes of saying things like, oh, I, you know what I do. No, I don't. Oh, I do the same as them. No, you don't. You never do the same as anyone else. When you're in a room, this morning I was in a room, there were four IT consultants in one room. One of them said in her elevator pitch, I don't think I should be here. I don't think I should be here. There's too much competition. And I and everyone looked at me and I just sort of put my head in my, my hands and thought, oh no. And, and it was just it's it, you know, and I was like, and I just said, embrace the collaboration, it's key. You yeah. know. So the second step is the itch that you scratch. Don't go straight in there. I'm Caroline Andrew Johnston and I sell print. No, scrap think of the itch that you scratch. What is that emotion that you create? in other people for me I do not sell networking coaching what I do is I give confidence to networkers so think about and if you're not sure what that itch is that you scratch ask your clients how do I make you feel how do I make you feel so for the non-Yorkshire people listening out there that's basically what problem do you solve thank you very much yeah (laughs) just because I know we've got listeners that aren't in Yorkshire I am trying to speak. Well, no, actually, I don't. When I worked in London, people used to say to me, "Oh, crikey, have you got a flat cap?" Yeah, my whippets, and I just used to think, "Oh, knickers, knickers, yeah, get get over it." So before you go on to point three, I've got to say what amazes me because I I I was born and brought up in Yorkshire, went down to London at the age of nineteen, came back at the age of forty-five. If I go down to my mates in the south. They still call me a northerner. The people here think I'm a posh southerner. I can't win now. You're a Yorkshire lass, love. I know. <laughs> yeah. Good old Yorkshire lass. So what's step three then, Caroline? So step three, Tracy, is how do you scratch that How do you scratch that itch? So what's the ointment that you put on it? This is the sales pitch. This is you saying how I do that. It's through my unique and spectacular coaching. You tell them how you do it. So, for example, if you are a so you are a carpet, uh, what I do is hi, I'm Bill Smith, and I and I help people feel fabulous and confident when they invite people around for dinner. And how do you do that, Bill? Well, I offer this incredible cleaning service. It's I know that was a bit vague, but I can be. Just think <laughs> about how you do it, and then I always say to people, step four, evidence. Evidence, evidence, evidence. And why should I believe you? Because I can sit here and I can stand here and I can scream that I'm fantastic and I'm fabulous on the top of my lungs. But if I say it 
it's just me saying it. If Tracy tells you that I'm fabulous, you're going to believe her. So that evidence, a little mini testimonial, you know, or even a, a quick case study of something that you, somehow you've helped someone this week. For example, I could use this week. I'm delighted to say that one of my clients has just literally got a monthly slot on Irish radio. And it's and that's from working with me. Yeah. Uh, so give people that evidence. And then moving on uh, onto step five is the call to action. And so many people just say, yeah, my details are going in the chat. Yeah, what do you want me to do with those details? Yeah. Tell them what you want them to do. Yeah. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to click a, a, on a link and have a, a taster session? Do you want them to book an appointment with you? Do you want them to pick up bump from the bump table if you're face-to-face -face networking? Tell people, do you want them to check out your website? Do you want them to have a look? And Louis just come to sit to say hello. And you guys can't see him, but my dog's just coming yeah. to say hi and give us give us a big wag. And then finally, if you have a phrase, if you have a catch catchphrase, use it. And you say your name at the beginning so people know who you are. And you'll say your name at the end so people remember who you are. So I am always, I am Caroline Andrew Johnston, and I invite you to join the revolution. And it's and it's that kiss off or strap line. I don't like the word strap line. It reminds me, no. Yeah, I, it's quite funny, actually, because as you know, I go networking. So I came up with a new one. Oh, I can't wait. Today. I love it. It's this. Don't grow blind and fall behind. Go faster, further with a mentor. I love it. I've got goosebumps. Can you see? Oh, I've, got I've got goosebumps. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and that was a hidden little nugget for you guys. Maybe you've got a business. Maybe you're already networking. You know, find something and add, add to the end. And it's not to be clever. It's not to be smart. It is literally memorable. People remember that phrase, and it is so brilliant. You know, we've got we've got a carpet uh, fitter. Well, he's not a carpet fitter. He actually owns a sort of you know blinds and carpet shop. He's the actual owner of it. Uh, and he was talking about, you know, he does homes where it's 40 grand for all the carpets and curtains. We're not talking small stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it, he always ends his with his company name, inspiration for the home. We all remember it. We've remembered it for ages. So great tip there is get yourself some sort of memorable phrase or saying to use at the end of your elevator pictures. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know something? That is a superb set of six tips for people going out there networking. I hope so. I hope it's useful. And honestly, yeah. I hope it's you. And, and it's so easy. It's It really is genuinely easy. And try and keep it under 60 seconds, guys. Yeah. Because oh, when someone says you've got 60 seconds and people go on and on and on, people will switch off after 60 seconds. Yeah, That's they do. I, I was I was at my business network meeting this morning and you know we all do a 60 second thing yeah. and a couple of them went on and on and on and on and you could see the room shutting off and the, so, the phones up and they do literally they, it's it's what happens yeah so if you and also listen guy just I need to say this if you're at a face-to-face -face event stand up this morning I was at an event and and, and two of the visitors wouldn't didn't have the confidence to stand up and I went and gave him some advice afterwards don't sit down because if you're not confident in promoting your business people ain't going to be confident in buying from your business I promise you that it's definitely confidence presence 
I'm remembering, guys, Caroline's already said it, the wonderful, fabulous person she is. 20% <laughs> is turning up, but the other is also understanding and, and getting help with what's the best way to do when you're there. So if you've never been networking or you think your networking's not great, then, you know, Caroline's given you six steps today to put together your elevator pitch. That is that is gold. But go and get help with improving how you come across. Remember, it's about presence and confidence and remembering that you are networking not to sell diddly squat. You're networking to build connections. The ones that go in and just have a pitch that is like, hi, I'm me and, you know, I, I do blinds. Please come see me. I've got the sem- samples. You can buy them here today. Oh. You've got to, you've got to have the right to sell, guys, and you don't gain that right to sell until you've built the connection. So that's me on my soapbox. Oh. Do you know what, Tracy? You're 100% right because you meet people, then you decide whether you like them, then you get to know them, and then the trust. And when that when you've done those four things, you start trusting someone, that's when the serious business will and i promise you it will happen it's not going to happen today it's probably not going to happen next month but it will happen and just keep turning up yeah keep turning up learn from other people there that have been there long you know caroline's been doing networking for loads and loads and loads of years donkey a lot of years donkey's years as we say in yorkshire you know there are other people that have been networking for many years oh, absolutely you know even if it seems a bit daunting, there will be somebody there that will sort of help you. And just watch what the experienced guys are doing and learn from them. It's what we all do. You learn a mistake. You learn, I learn something new every day. I learn from my clients every single day. I make a mistake every day, but it doesn't matter if you make a mistake as long as you learn something new. Isn't that brilliant? And so you've got loads of st- things going off, all great stuff, your speaker academy, the networking revolution, all that sort of stuff. How do people get in touch with you or go find out about your businesses, Caroline? Okay, you can check out both my website. I've got the networkingrebel.biz and I have the, sorry, rebelspeaker.co.uk. That is my both of my websites. You can find me, uh, Caroline Andrew Johnston, on Facebook. You can find me uh, in LinkedIn under the same name because I'm not multi personality not often. And you can find, again, you can search for my business page. Um, <laughs> that's going to be cut, guys. I'm sorry, the postman's here. And you can find uh, me in LinkedIn as the Networking Rebel and Facebook, the Networking Rebel. And I invite you all to join an open Facebook group, which is called just simply Revolution, R-E-B-E-L-U-T-I-O-N. If you ask to join that, there are hints and tips that go in there for free every single day. Perfect. Yeah, and we will. I will get Caroline to send me all those links so we can put them in the show notes for you. And we're not going to cut out the wonderful, is it Louie, your dog's name? It's Louie, it's my Louie, yes. Yeah, He's Louie. The, the love of my life. Yeah, so real life. Yorkshire, the flat caps on the desk, the dogs making sure that we all know who he is. So don't worry about Louis. So before we end, I've got a few quick fire questions for Ooh. you. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just writing another one down with that one. Oh. Now. So here we go. First one, flats or heels and why? Heels because they make me feel more confident and I feel powerful when I'm speaking. However, if I'm speaking at certain events, you'll find me in a pair of bright red, pink, that bright pink Doc Martins, they have a little heel. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Um, wine or gin? Gin today, gin tomorrow, because I've had lots of wine already this week. <laughs> No, I'm not. Actually, gin, I, I, I like a lot of flavoured gin. So gin, it's going to be gin for me. Brilliant. Now, here's one, because I know one of the things we got involved with, as I said earlier, was you getting me to get up in a little group. It wasn't sort of a professional thing. It was just a bit of a business as getting together to chill out. And um, basically, there was drummers, guitar players. I didn't play an instrument, so she got me on the mic. So... Music or film? Music. And uh, I am a bit of a film buff. Uh, I am a bit of a film buff, but you know me. I love to sing. I, it's got to be music. It has to be music. I yeah. thought it might be. Yeah. Um, I threw another one in as well. Networking, live or online? Oh, flipping heck. Oh, my days. I could. Uh, this is a really, really, really difficult one for me. And I'm going to give you uh, uh, pros and cons for both of them, Chaser. Networking face to face, you cannot beat that personal connection. You cannot beat the fact that you get hooks. But online, you get more done. Online, I can see six or seven people in one day on Zoom calls. This morning, I've been to one networking meeting and I've spoken to you. That's only two things I've got done. But I've formed deeper connections uh, with people online that I actually finally met face to face last week. I've got to say, I can't choose, Tracy, because I think that now the hybrid of both online and there is such a need for both of them. Yeah. There is such a need for both of them. You and I met face to face. However, our, our relationships blossomed again because of online. I haven't seen you in, in I don't know how many years. About four years, I think. Exactly. But our connections kept up because of the online networking. Yeah, so. yeah. I, isn't it? I, 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 if I'm speaking, well, it's got to be face. I prefer to speak on a stage. Yeah, yeah. Def there are some things where the events yeah. always seem a bit more oomph for me. But yeah, I agree with you. You know, hybrid is working really well. You can do an awful lot going to online networks that you then follow up, meet people face to face and also vice versa. I've gone to live networking where we've done the one to ones on Zoom because of distance. So, yeah. 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 But that's why I threw it in, because I knew it would be a bit of a how do you choose between Ooh. two these days. Actually, probably. I've got to say, Tracy, that's the hardest question I've ever had to answer. I know. Isn't it yeah, no worries. Right. This one might be a bit harder. It might be a bit easier. Who knows? If there was one thing you could do to change the world right now, what would it be? If there was one thing that I could do, do you know what? I would... Uh, this is going to sound really, 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 really bad. I just invite all those dickheads out there that are at war with each other to sit down and have a gin with me. Yeah. Let's just sit. Do you know what? I I, I, I want to say stop taking everything so fucking seriously. And stop, <laughs> stop, stop worrying about what other people think. And you know what? And I, I just, honestly, I'm for peace. I just wish that people, people would just sit back and think, that it's nice to be nice and it's easy to be nice. And if you're listening out there, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. Just be nice to each other. There is a way for everyone to get on. I'm sure that there is. Yeah. Why can't we all just get on, Tracy? 
Because sometimes we can't get round the table to even discuss it. But I get that. I get that. And I'm not a politically minded person. I'm really, really not. And I, and I get so wound up hearing about what's going on. And people are saying to me, Caroline, we're not going to make it to the end of the year. I don't care. It'll be over in a flash. But just sit down and have a gin together. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got any enemies. I don't have any enemies. I don't have one. Actually, do you know what, guys? That is so true. Car- I don't know anybody that that once they've met us says, "Oh no, I don't like Caroline." <laughs> and and I suspect if they did, Caroline's answer will be, "That's okay, lovely. Not everybody can love me. I'm okay with that." And do you know what, Tracy? You obviously know me very well because that's exactly what I'd say. But the thing is, Tracy, I without this is not vain, and this has taken many many years. And I'm 56 this year, and I can honestly say. I have learned how to love me. And if I can't love me, how can I expect anyone else to love me? Absolutely. Love that one. And it is so true, guys. If if you're if you don't feel confident, nobody will have confidence in you. True if God. you don't feel worth it, nobody will see you as worth it. And if you don't love yourself, who else is going to be able to do it for you? And if people struggle, there are always people like me and Tracy here to help you. Yeah. And you through it. I love it. So question, the, the quick fire question I always end with, because our show is called Sweat, Grit and Hustle. Sweat, grit or hustle, which one resonates with you and why? Grit. Absolutely grit. And I'm sure a lot of people say the same thing uh, because they have fallen down in it that many times. I've grazed my knees on it. <laughs> I'm the grit. But it's about getting up, putting a plaster on and thinking, you know what, let's get on with it. And I don't do sweat, Tracy. Have you seen my makeup? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a geriatric Barbie. I don't do sweating. You don't do sweating. And hustle, nah, that doesn't resonate with me at all. It's all about the grit and determination. Yeah. And I, balls, having the balls. Yeah, maybe I should have called the show Grit and Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, do you know what, guys? Carol and I could probably keep going for ages, and I'm sure at some point we will get her back again to maybe do some, you know, tips on speaking and all that sort of stuff. Caroline, you are fabulous. You are amazing, and it has been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening, guys. And Tracy, I really do appreciate you actually doing that, and I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thank you. Guys that are listening, as always, we will see you on the flip side. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com.